اهلا بلولو خازن اتس سو جود تو فاينلي هاف يو هير ثانك يو ام سو هابي تو بي هير اخر مره يمكن لما حكينا مع بعض كانت لما هايج شوميليان اور كومن فريند عرفنا على بعض مظبوط اكشلي مش اخر مره هي كانت اول مره حكينا مع بعض صح قبل تقريبا هذيك السنه قبل سنتين قبل سنه اكزاكتلي كان هايج هي واز تراين تو هوك اس اب ويز لايك كولابوريشن اوبورتونيتيز صح كان عندك جرب جيب لك فريلانسرز for uh, for your jobs <laughs> correct correct and uh, that's actually one of the things we have in common in shirkatik kanat at the time nabish um, it's actually the first company in the gig economy space in dubai um, my company is is in the gig economy as well in management yeah. consulting and recruitment yeah. so it's good to finally meet you after two years um, cheers it's good to have you here cheers cheers you played it smarter by the way with your company Oh, is that, is that right? I think uh, uh, finding ways to hire consultants is much more lucrative. <laughs> It's a niche, absolutely. Um, I kind of stumbled into it, to be honest. Yeah. I, I didn't How plan. How did you do it? I was trying to make money while I was in the in my first company, which was a tech startup trying to take Facebook down, and that didn't happen. Oh wow, that's so, uh, audacious! I was working on launched Canada an online community for live video debates. When? Called huh? Koalat in New York. In New York, okay. 2015, I raised around $700,000. Okay. Uh, I went to New York um, right at, before the election, by the way. We had a election debate uh-huh. with Trump. Uh-huh. Um, so as I was trying to take Facebook down and Twitter and Reddit and all those guys, obviously a big, big dream that mm. didn't work. Um, we needed to make some money. And we were in consulting, my co-founder and I. Okay. So we were just connecting our past employer um, with friends of ours who were consultants and getting a cut out of it. And then one thing led to another It turned out to be a company. Yeah, it's a, it's a great business. Very good business. ف, yeah, I mean, you wanted to take down Facebook. Farid Marra. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the idea was to at least get a, a small share of Facebook. That would have been fine. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, that company is no longer operating. Now, Kyo Collective is still operating. But, you know, this hobby of mine, podcasting, has been something that I wanted to start Um, actually very much inspired by you, to be honest. Just in the, in the lockdown that happened a few months ago, I did three, four hours of like Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, Lex Friedman. Lulu Khazan. So Lulu Khazan was eventually... And then your your content started showing up on my Facebook. And that was the last push I needed. And I said, Lulu Mbalshi. And I talked to you on That was the second time we spoke. Yes, I talked to you. You talked to me on Trade Secrets. <laughs> correct, correct. So honestly, thanks a lot. Like everything here, the studio, um, doing this with you, episode four, um, is, is, is in large f- inspired by, by you starting the podcast. That's so great. yeah, thank That's, you for uh, that. It's not the first time I hear this, by the way. It's pretty interesting. You know, a lot of people are teetering, you know, they, they want to do it. They're not sure. Uh, I think you're the third person, you know, uh, A, they heard my podcast and they thought about starting their own. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, but you're you're the first one that did it. The other two, I think, are still in. Wadon, I'm Fakrufia. Yeah, actually, this is. In fact, let's jump straight into talking about that um, because, in fact, I was preparing. You know, I was I was thinking we should talk about that later on, but let's talk about it right now. Podcast. No, podcast. We'll have to talk about for sure. Yeah. Um, but what it takes to do something, right? Like taking an initiative, starting a company, starting a podcast, which is not even as risky as starting a company. Um, كنت حاطه على لينكدين انت تقريبا قبل اسبوعين um, passion and discipline صح the importance of those two things when it, when you need to do anything in life like starting a company or yeah um, i think discipline more so than passion by the way tell, tell me more يعني i think uh, 
we there is a lot of uh, talk about passion, Damon. I know you have to be passionate about something. You have to follow your passion and all of that. I mean, this is you know great as a as a motivator, but ultimately, you know, in anything you do in life, there will be ups and downs. So if you don't have discipline to keep going, uh, then then you're gonna you're gonna fall through the cracks. Yeah. A great example is uh, losing weight. Okay, a lot of people go on diets. They're very passionate. <laughs> They're very motivated. And then they, and then they, uh, you know, they stumble, and then uh, and then they fall through the cracks. And it's just the consistency, and the discipline, of doing the boring things day and day in and day out. Uh, of course, celebrate the highs and learn from the lows and all of that. But mm. you know, I think the discipline uh, part is very important. So I'm going to give you an example. I've been uh, I've been on a on a mission for a while to lose my. Uh, My pregnancy weight. Okay. You know, there's a lot of fads, a lot of diets. And then recently, I think on August 24th, I decided, I'm going to do it. And what I've done is I've just exercised every day. Yeah. Including weekends. Usually I sleep in. But you look great, by the way. I would have never thought you just delivered recently. You had a baby recently? Yeah, well, a year and a half ago. Not very recent, but yeah. Okay, So cool. my excuse to have the baby weight on was no longer <laughs> valid. <laughs> Listen, passion and discipline, I couldn't agree with you more. So so in in uh, in five weeks, I've lost three kilos. By the way, I'm eating normally. The only thing I've done is I am exercising every day uh, for, for 40 minutes. So what what do, you, what do you tell yourself like the day كلياتنا في مرات كسلانين ماكلين بيتزا the day before whatever it is شربانين anything yeah. how do you what do you tell yourself in order to is it like tough love like and you're gonna get angry at yourself yeah. no it has to be done خلاص you يعني yeah. we're adults right I'm just turned 39 years old مني ولد يعني so صح. so when you put something in in your mind that that needs to be done so in fact Last Friday, uh, I was celebrating my birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. thank you. And, and I realized that I hadn't exercised just yet for the day. So in the middle of my birthday party, mm. I did some exercise. I came back and I continued. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> different people have different approaches. I have a friend of mine, who's listening probably, um, who's getting into the healing journey. And uh, he had some weight on. He looks great now. بيحكي قد ايه مهم انه الواحد لما بده يعمل شيء بحياته يغير حياته او يبلش شيء يكون جاي من محل كومينج فروم بليس اوف لوف اند يعني less so tough love and more love yeah that's a great that's a great point actually it works you don't want to hate yourself uh, ultimately that's true and make yourself miserable لا no, absolutely well with me tough love works much better with things لا no, like, I, i agree uh, with your friend actually yeah. it's it's not really tough love but you know it's just uh, being Uh, mature and responsible yeah. and uh, and uh, disciplined yeah 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 uh, so, so people always see the outcome right but they don't see the journey so it's uh, it's the discipline to go yeah. through that journey yeah i mean the only thing for me that fails is when i try to be easy on myself i let myself get away i'm very crafty yeah mm. and i come up with excuses <laughs> yeah i come up with excuses to cut myself slack and not do things so when i try to let's say with this podcast like i i thought okay if i get the studio done here in the house i have no excuse to like not do it yeah. like it's you you went and you got all this stuff there will be days when you're going to be bored or you don't want to do it or yeah. you have work for, um yeah. different things so the one thing i wanted to comment on the discipline and the passion while i was reading your post on linkedin i was thinking um Uh, the the willingness to fail 
the willingness to gamble and also the not to be afraid of judgment from people if you if you fail yeah and the importance of that like you know at the hali okay passion or discipline a lot of people have passion and discipline towards an idea they want to do but they never actually go ahead and do it anyway and i was thinking what else is missing judgment of themselves of their own judgment on themselves as well as others are on them of course there's also financial uh, you know risk that sometimes i think is exaggerated you know you can most people can still get back on their feet if they are passionate enough بس معظم العالم ما بدهم العالم تنتقدهم او تقول طلع هذا كيف خباص او متحمس حاله او whatever so i was thinking that might be the third quality that's needed for yeah. like could be uh, yeah. humility and uh, and uh, Uh, no ego, zero ego. I agree. Aslan, as an entrepreneur, Inta, you've started uh, two businesses and uh, and now this podcast as, yeah. a, as a new project. And you know, you know uh, at the beginning, things are going to you know, go wrong and not everything's going to be perfect. Correct. And, uh, and, eh? Well, I already played the failure scenario in my head in, in pretty much my companies as well as the podcast. And I'm already prepared for it. Like if it doesn't work, it's very hard, by the way, to fail in podcast because it's hard <laughs> to also succeed in, the, in our region. So... Uh, if, uh, with the first company I started, it failed. Like I, I, three years into it, I decided, you know, I'm probably better off just starting another company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and after you fail the first time, you realize it's not so bad. Yeah. And then you start to be okay with failure a bit more after you fail the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't want to keep failing all the time. No, <laughs> that's not. for sure. Fortunately, my second company is actually very successful. So thank God that's going well. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you about, so I watched, obviously, I researched. you extensively the last few days um, and I want to talk to you about uh, you've had some amazing guests on Dr. Nadine uh, Hashash Haram yeah. and a few others but let's talk about this one first yeah. um, Dr. Nadine just for people who don't know Dr. Nadine is also an entrepreneur she has a startup in augmented reality she's a doctor Yes. Her company allows um, surge, surgeons and doctors to collaborate from all over the world yeah. when it comes to surgery That's what I understood. Um, but what you were talking about in the episode as women, both of you are mothers, how you were able to succeed and start your own companies, start your own amazing podcast, by the way. I'm a big fan. Thank you. And, um, and having your parenthood and your motherhood not be as much of an obstacle as the stereotype dictates. So I thought that was very refreshing and empowering. You know, obviously, there's a big movement, a feminist movement, which is valid and justified, and we should all be behind <coughs> wherever it's applicable. But um, there's, it, it was refreshing to see a woman say, like, we can actually do this. Like, it's not an obstacle. So could you tell me more about the feedback you got? Like, did you get any, did you trigger anybody when you said that? Were there any women or people around that still believe in the stereotype that thought what you said was inconsiderate or... Um, not in keeping with yeah. what they believe is their worldview? Um, like I got, uh, there was a lot of positive feedback. I think a lot of women commented on that post uh, uh, saying that they really needed to hear that or, or it was, or Masalan, they echoed what Nadine was saying and they said uh, Masalan, things like, you know, I'm a single mom and, uh, and I have kids and I also have a job and, and all of that. So, Um, it's it's uh, it's so important, I think, especially for us in our part of the world, because we we are conservative and as a region as a whole, and uh, and uh, it's very hard for women, I think, to get a career and a serious career. Okay, I know you can you find a lot of women that might have. Uh, 
you know, maybe not so senior jobs or not managerial jobs and, and so on. And, and of course, I don't want to generalize and I'm sure this is changing, but, but I'm quite confident that this is uh, a large uh, majority. And, uh, and they need that push, right? And, um, and it's, it's just very difficult. Yeah. Um, partly, I think it's a mindset, Yanni. Uh, a while ago, I was speaking to a friend of mine, and she's uh, she's a mom. And uh, you know, when she had the kids, she stopped working. Mm. Um, and then she was telling me that she's thinking about um, finding a job that it's all uh, with the job and just mm. to, for for fun. Yeah, you know? yeah. And and I think this is the wrong attitude. So I I you know I I commented and I said, look, if you want to find a job, like you have to change your your mindset because mm. if you think that this is going to be a fun thing then no one's going to take you seriously including yourself so i don't know if it's a defense mechanism because you know there's uh if you look abroad there's uh programs they call them the returnship mm-hmm. right so so you go out of the workforce as a woman and then you have to reintegrate and it's difficult i know you've probably lost a couple of years while your colleagues are advancing and you're uh stuck in a place so uh I'm sure there's a lot of hurdles uh, yeah. for women to to get back. Have you seen uh, on Vox, which is on Netflix, the uh, Explained? It's a series. I don't know if you watch. No, I don't see it. So there's an episode on the um, uh, gender pay gap, mm-hmm. and it explains why there is a gender pay gap. Yeah, and it makes sense, right? Because women typically are the ones that stick around at home when they have kids and they take care of the house chores, <sighs> and that leads to ultimately why there is a pay, pay gap, and that's what the show, you know, goes on to conclude. إنه لو الزلمة قاعد بالبيت وعم بدير باله على الأولاد وعلى قصص البيت معناته هو ما راح يصح له to get promoted and fight for yeah and that's a, that's a real problem and there is no doubt about that yeah. the show goes on to say some women actually want to be mothers more than they want to be and fine that's fine yeah. um, in other cases um, you know it's a problem if the man is not willing to for example uh, contribute uh, and balance or right? so it should not ever be the case that the woman takes care of the house even the other way around like in europe you have a lot of stay at home dads in europe by the way they uh, they they share yeah. yani they they share much more than we do in, in our part of the world correct they correct. share the responsibility they share the chores the house chores and all of that in europe Nannies and maids and all of that stuff, so it's uh, they have to. If women are at a disadvantage today because men, we still live in a patriarchy, mm-hmm. that's not right, that needs to be fought as a grassroots initiative uh, socially through influencers, whatever it requires. Economically, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't uh, make sense anymore in a single-income household. If you think about it, uh, it's, 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 life is expensive. Schools are expensive. Everything is expensive. So yeah. having a single-income household... Actually, what happens a lot of times, and I had a friend recently, and from the idea that أنا عم بجيب دخل للبيت ودخل كفاية يمكن بكفي عشرين واحد وبالنسبة له كانت الفكرة إنه طب أنا عم بجيب الدخل فخلص إنه لشو تشتغل خليها تعب بالبيت oh, oh my god مصيبة والمشكلة إنه إنه الرجال هيك بيقولوا في عندك نسوان إنه they say إنه okay خلص أنا بضلني قاعدة هلا again 
يعني ما فيك تجبر كل العالم تشتغل صح اذا في حدا حابب يكون بالبيت قاعد مع الاولاد ديتس اب تو ذيم يعني ممكن يكون يوم الايام انا باي ذا واي كذا مره بس في رجال باي ذا واي ما بحبوا نسوانهم يشتغلوا يعني ان ار بارت اوف ذا وورد بعطيك اكزامبل مره ما بنساها هيدي المره بعثت لي وحده على فيسبوك على وانا واز ستيل راننج نبش وسالتني كيف البيمنت قلت لها انه بده يكون عندك فيني ابعث لك ويسترن يونيون او ثرو يور بانك اكاونت اور سمثينج اند شي سيد لا لا اي وونت دو ات ان واي بدون ما يعرف ماي هازبند بيسكلي انه عم تاخذ هي سمول بروجكت اوفر ذا تشيتينج اون هيم اي والله واو اي واز شوكت اي واز شوكت يعني زعلت زعلت واللي بيقهرك انه هذا عم بيصير بلبنان وبالاردن ودول تعتبر شوي متفتحه وما فيها السبريشن يعني المفروض تتخيليه من دول ثانيه مثلا عم بتصير ايه بقى هي المره بدها تشتغل وبدها تعمل لها قرشين على جنب ويو نو ثرو ثرو فريلانسنج ديد يو هوك اب وذ وذ باك دور اي كودنت لا اي كودنت اي كودنت لانه شي شي وانت سمثينج بس وي كودنت دو ات بس Uh, بس يا yeah, it was uh, I was really shocked yeah yeah انه مين هو هالرجال يلي بده يمنع تشتغل وليه more importantly you know uh, so, yeah. what 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 I you know here so by the way the reason I'm, I want to talk about this with you is because um, كمان اليوم صادفت امبارح كان قبل اسبوع كان عندي خالد تلهوني mm-hmm. we had a debate and we dis- uh, not a debate sorry we had a podcast session um, سألته لخالد um, who as you know as a VC شاف mm. كثير entrepreneurs و founders و, yeah. ولهلا بيشتغل مع some of the uh, individuals who exited some of the biggest uh, companies in the region so mm. سوق um, uh, نبش كريم uh, نبش sorry كريم. نبش is your company <laughs> كريم سوق yeah. uh, right uh, نمشي sorry is what I wanted to say فلما سألته مين الفاوندرز اللي ذات ستيك ان يور مايند انه ناجحين وبلو برنتس لل او مثال يعني يقتدى فيه للفاوندرز فهي نيمد لايك فور فايف جايز رايت مدثر شيخه وسميح تقان وغيرهم وفواحده من الناس اللي هو از اون لينكدين شي ميد فيري انترستنج كومنت اند ات كان اوف مي ثينكينج حطت كومنت على اللينكدين على الفيديو وقالت انه انه يو مات 7 8000 فاوندرز ويو نيمد اونلي فايف ميلز in the startup world like there's a lot of women who are also starting companies obviously my first reaction is that's true um and uh, it's unfortunate that you know the, the awwal shi sample kthir saghir min nas li aslan they exited companies in the region kullayatum yumkin 10 15 wahed um so what's what's the problem that we have in the region why do we not have is it because there is no equal opportunity um for women to start companies that could exit or is it equality of outcome that we should potentially focus on يعني لازم انه زي affirmative action which I don't know how. yes so should, should is this problem that we have right now we have a lot of women that are starting to enter the workforce succeed grow start companies but clearly we don't have enough women that that you know this this lady was was trying to highlight انه ليه ما عم تذكروا اناث اللي برضه بلشوا شركات اكزيت there aren't any many yet لا no there are definitely uh, women building uh, pretty big companies uh, obviously مثلا Moms World is uh, is one that comes yeah. to mind uh, with you know very very solid growth that she's been doing over the years يا ريت عندي جواب ما بعرف يعني sometimes a lot of people ask me uh, do you believe that did you uh, encounter any bias as a female entrepreneur Uh, from my perspective, I think no, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe I did without me knowing. I'm not sure. I uh, think there is an actual. So there are some cases where there's an actual problem with prejudice. There are people out there who will always choose a male over a female to hire, 
or probably. to invest in. And that's a problem. And Especially in our region. Yeah. And so, um, I guess, I don't know if I'm going to talk about We all want to have more women in the workforce succeeding. Women are, in many cases, even smarter than men. And they have skills that men don't have that allow them to be more successful. Is it, is it, how can we increase the equality of opportunity so that uh, we start to see more women any, um, so that we don't have this friend of Khalid commenting and feeling bitter yeah, that, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, that's a very difficult question. Yeah. I'm not sure a simple solution. Uh, best, uh, I think one of, the, one of the possible solutions is uh, um, a mindset. Yani, um, if um, if you're young, okay, as a woman, you you are able to spend a lot of time on your business. That no, as you know, entrepreneurship means working 24/7. Yeah. Yeah. literally, and I remember when I started Nabish, I didn't have kids. I was married, but I didn't have kids. And uh, and my husband always reminds me, you know, we missed. I missed holidays. I missed weekends. I was working in the evenings. It was. Uh, yeah. It's it's a lot of work. It's very very demanding. It's not yeah. for for everybody. And I would assume that when you have kids, it becomes just much more difficult because you have to juggle everything. Yeah. And it's funny, like with men, uh, yeah. and maybe, uh, and that's it. Uh, for for me, at least personally, and I'm sure many people, many women feel that way. And am I a bad mother? Or I need to be a role model? And there is always this conflict. At least in my mind, it's still the case. Correct. It is. Uh, so now, I, a lot of people are asking me what's next, right? So post Nabish, I'm doing the podcast and. And, uh, and I'm getting some, some opportunities as well, uh, uh, as like full-time opportunities and, and things. And I am seriously considering, you know, um, I don't think I want to, and I want to be employed in a full-time capacity. I'm not ready to make this, uh, uh sacrifice. You it's know? very hard after you started your own company. This is me who's, uh, who's been working uh, since age 15. So it's not, uh, Mashallah I recently heard the podcast with Chirag. Who, by hey. the way, shout out, shout out to Chirag hey. Desai, Chira, who, yeah. who helped us both get into yeah. this space. He's a great guy. Uh, he yeah. is an awesome guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you started your own, your first job when you were in university in Australia. لا بلشت قبل actually كتعلم عربي. Ah, mashallah عليكي. Really? كتعلم عربي after school uh, for a younger student. Very cool. Yeah. So I, I did the same with biology when I was in university. So I, I know that this was like a side hustle that that could really, yeah. you know, how how what is it? But the meet dollar بالشهر. Yeah, Halloween. That's pretty good. Yeah. Halloween, yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Then you worked um, as a you worked in a, um, as a receptionist, Hotels. night shift, night shift receptionist yeah. in a hotel. That must have been like really terrible, <laughs> exhausting. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, and then you you ended up having a job. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and worked your way into eventually like starting. I hustled. Yeah. I hustled. Anjad, I did. Yani, throughout my life, I don't think I've ever been uh, handed something. Um, uh, with, you know, we, we don't have a wealthy family. We don't uh, have extensive resources or powerful connections or whatever. So I literally, I think, uh, I had to, I had to get everything myself. 
when I started my career, when I started working, you know, I used to work in a hotel as a sales and marketing executive. So really nothing prestigious. It's not, uh, you know, consulting, you know what I mean? I had like, to do uh, some non-prestigious work before consulting just to... To tell you, no, no... Um, I used to write uh, jokes on the telecom. So you used to get jokes, these uh, horoscope and jokes when uh, you were, when, when telecom started, I was the one writing the jokes and the horoscopes. Oh, well, uh, before uh, consulting. About horoscope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, go on. No, I'm just saying, uh, I was just saying, you know, because I, I was thinking about it recently. Uh, we were having a chat, uh, a friend of mine and, my, and me about, um, you know, why I started the podcast and why it's important and so on. And, so on. and part of the things, you know, I, I wanted to say is, um, um, ah, I lost my point. But so, That's all right. What, what I, I wanted, uh, what I was trying to say is that, um, yeah, you really, you, 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 you can make, you can make your own luck. This is you're saying that say. like when you're not, when you're, when you have to be independent, right? And then yeah. you have to... And not feel entitled, actually. This is coming yes. important. No, jobs And I get a lot of people, uh, obviously, with what's been happening, a lot of people are, have lost their jobs, are struggling to find work, etc. And then they're like, no, I'm applying, I'm applying. Okay. It's, it's how it is. It's how it is. When you have 2,000 people applying... Uh, the question is what are you going to do about it and the question is how do you find the people that would say yes to you uh, yeah. or would connect you to the right people by the way but since you brought it up I was thinking no okay it's a tough time for everybody yeah people lost their jobs um, they're looking to make money and yeah. you know كل واحد هلا عنده 10 سنين خبره باي مجال سواء كان مثلا ماركتينج كونسلتينج ليجل اكاونتينج ان ماي سوفتوير ديفلوبمنت ديزاين ذيس بيبل ار ان بوزيشن ان ماي اوبينيون تو ستارت ذير اون بوتيك ايجنسي مضبوط ان ذير سبيس وهيك احنا بلشنا يعني انا عملت 8 سنين 9 سنين اشتغلت مع كارنيو اوليفر وايمان ودلتا بارتنرز اند اي بيلد ذات نتورك اون ذا كلاينت سايد از ويل از اون ذا كانديديت سايد Then yeah. I opened what is basically an agency. It's not exactly an agency. We don't describe it as such. But effectively, that's the model, right? Yeah. We, we place people and we get a commission. But technically speaking, if I'm a software developer who worked for 10 years as a software developer or designer or a lawyer, and I have five, six lawyer friends that are based in different places, yeah. especially now we don't have to rent offices. Everybody's on freelance basis. So. That's a way to start a business. It takes a bit of hustling. It's not, any, it's not just easy. But so no, it's... It, I, I'm hoping people can basically, if needed, start their own boutique, middleman, middlewoman business, where you can just connect demand with supply and, yeah. and, and, and take your cut, I which is basically back, nubbish. Uh, we go back to our friend uh, Ego. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are scared that you know, they're going to reach out and they're going to get a no. And by the way, that's why entrepreneurship is like one of the best uh, uh, humility-inducing exercise, right? Like, you, know, you get so many no's. Uh, right, so many people they critique you. يعني بيجي واحد بدي يقول لك how to run your business. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody uh, understands better. No, I used to get myself a lot of things. Stuff actually before I got into Nabish, I didn't really used to understand the technology world. So as a non-tech person, you think you know I'm not making a website. وشو بدأ أبو جمعتين يتركوا القصة. Uh, and then obviously you discover, you know, that would you can see specifications, or would you can see, you know, kill feature, but that it's on timing, or that it's going to change. You know, later on you might have to redo the whole thing, or or, or all these complexities. 
اند ذن اند ذن يو جيت بيبل سمتايمز انه طب ليك اعملي هيك طب ليه ما بتعملي هيك او انه دود ات جست تيكس ماني اند تايم اند اتس نوت يو نو اند ذيرز اذر برايورتيز وتتعلمي تحكي اللغه تاعت الديفلوبرز كمان لانه اوه يا تشرحي لهم فيتشر بتقولي لهم انا بدي هيك هيك وبس انه ذي سبيك ا فيري ديفرنت لانجويج باي ذا واي هي حق علينا نحن اي ثينك النون تك بيبل وهي كمان شغله تعلمتها وبجرب وصلها فور بيبل ذات ونت تو بي انتربرنورز انه دونت بي ليزي Don't think that the developer is going to come and do your job. Mm. نحن, نحن we're lazy. We think, ah, no, I want to do a recruitment website, as an example. Yeah. No, what do you want? No, what You have to write down the features. Uh, what does it need to do? Uh, uh, how many pages it's going to have? What's the flow? What's uh, the user yeah. journey on that? What's the action buttons? And yeah. no, You need to think about these things. Not the developer. شغله حكيتيها انت. So we dump our يعني our job هيدا the difficult part of of writing it down and you know detailing the specifications we we outsource it to the developer. Yeah 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 and then we get angry at them if they don't deliver on time. يعني ما معنا حق بصراحه. Yeah اكيد. بس حكيت شغله كثير مهمه انت اللي هي لما الواحد يضطر يعتمد على حاله على صغر. Yeah. It's a blessing in disguise if you have to يعني. Yeah. probably اذا عندي الاوبشن هلا انه اربى باجواء انا وصغير سيلفر سبون ان ماي ماوث وكل شيء موجود وانتايتلد حياه حلوه سياره وشوفير بيجي بياخذك بالمدرسه باي ذا واي انا رحت على مدرسه باللي بعمان 99% اوف ماي فريندز وير ذا موست افلوينت سيجمنت ان جوردن اوكي اي واز لايك يو فيري يو نو towards the last two three years of my high school my family was financially challenged i had yeah. to get a sco- i was actually the first the only student to get a scholarship in my there was one scholarship given to one student basically for aside of how proud i was to get it without it i would have even graduated yeah. but i had to hustle and فعلى كبر ما كنت احس حالي انا عم بعمل انا فكرت حالي بدي اخلص جامعه مدرسه بيسكلي على كبر بتبلشي تلاحظي قد ايه هدول السكيلز when you develop them at a young age if you were forced to develop them at a young age you are lucky لانه this is going to serve you at an older age so much and you have no idea I agree with you and this is something كمان that worries me about our kids يعني I think about it my kids are so lucky Dubai كمان uh, yeah compared to how I was raised يعني no my daughter has already traveled i don't know like 10 times maybe more uh, actually and and she is three and a half years wow and one اول مره سافرت كان عمري 8 سنين وما كان غيرها هالسفره until i went to australia at 17 يعني انه it's like it's like a completely different life and mom i want a scooter eh of course sure here's a scooter you know تعرفي تحكي انت and your husband about ايش رح تعملوا لانه By the way, أنا ابن أختي هلا شفتيه وعندي كمان نيسز كل حدا عايش بدبي You can't blame them for being entitled Do you ever sit to talk to your husband and talk to What are we going to do to mitigate against that? All the time شو بيطلع معكم أفكار؟ All the time You have to you have to expose them يعني I think they need to أول شيء they have to learn the the value of money يعني مثلا نحن بلشنا لها my daughter a piggy bank يعني هلا بنحط لها coins And the, f- the funny part the other day, she took two coins, two dirhams, يعني, وراحت على التوي ستور قال بدها تشتري لعبة إلها ولعبة لخيها درهم ودرهم. At least عم تفكر بخيها. Yeah, but I mean it's funny, but she she learned إنه إنه هيدا الكوين بدفع حق اللعبة هلا obviously اللعبة حقها أكثر بكثير من درهم بس إنه at least that's the thought. I think you need to teach them. يعني مثلاً actually yesterday she came into the office. My both my husband and I are working from home, and she came in and she said she see us working, and she said. Uh, she told us, I want to make money, but I don't know how to work. 
<laughs> so I think they, she has to, you know, as she gets a little bit older, she needs to earn the money, I and mean, whether Sorry. through chores, uh, whether through, uh, uh, I don't know, lemonade stands, it, yeah. it, it, it has to be. cannot هي, be all given. هاي البلد بالضبط هاي البلد financial entitlement is a problem وحتى ما بنقدر نلوم الجيل الجديد لما بيربوا معززين مكرمين yeah. whatever they want to ask for موجود وليك شي از بريفليج يعني هلا اوبسي نوت ايفريبادي الجيل الجديد مش كله معزز ومكرم اوبسي ذيرز ا لوت اوف بروبلمز صح قصدي uh, عايشين بدبي معظمهم الاكسبات يعني yeah. الاسوء من هيك انه الولد ما بيعلق هوش مشكل اللبنيز بالمدرسه ما في عندك القصص اللي بتصير بالهوم تاونز يعني whatever the stories that I used to have when I was in high school in Jordan ابن اختي اولاد اختي ولا عندهم اي فكره شو عم بيصير بدبي المدرسه كلهم في governance مش طبيعي ما في الاستاذ اللي بيعصب ولا كان يطلع صوته ما في فيش هونك everything is like مهففين مهففين مش طبيعي so it's kind of crazy in that sense I want to talk to you about, uh, let's go back to podcasting yeah. for a second. I know I think this is uh, a guest who is a podcaster. Yeah. So I can ask you a lot of questions. Yeah, I just released episode 14. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. We're going to talk about that later on. Uh, it was so funny. Personal. He's, He's such a amazing. great guy. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, who is the founder of Angami? Yeah. Angami, for if anybody doesn't know what Angami is, it's the Spotify of the Middle East, basically. Uh, Out of Lebanon, Kamena. It's not here. They don't have an office here. They have an office here, but the 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 HQ is in Lebanon. It oh, was okay. born in Lebanon. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, at one point on local productions mm-hmm. that are by Angami. Yeah. We specifically asked him about podcasts. ويمكن ما صح له يجاوب او ما بعرف اذا تفادى الجواب بس كنت كثير متحمس اسمع منه لانه now Spotify is all about podcasts. They yeah. acquired Joe, Joe Rogan and I think yeah. a few others. But I'm sure you're reading about what's happening. No, so I actually wanted to ask you if the حكى issue off the record. لا عم بحكي عن Spotify و Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah, they, they, they didn't get along, right? Because they were asking him to... Uh... This is ridiculous. I mean, what's happening is they... Uh, at least from what I know, uh, is that Spotify employees, they are threatening to uh, strike uh, unless they're able to censor uh, uh, some of his conservative comments or whatever comments that have to do Leftist, with... Leftist uh, fight back, basically, right? Uh, no, yeah, I don't know what it is. Honestly, I don't really know the politics there, but no... Uh, it's just unbelievable. And and the reason why Joe Rogan is so successful is because he says whatever Unfiltered. he wants to, to say. And uh, and everybody hailed this uh, Spotify deal as the deal of the century. And yeah. wow, Kazao, this is ushering a new uh, So it's era not going to happen podcast. anymore? I don't know what's happening. It's I mean, the deal is done, I think, but uh, yeah. I'm not sure what's happening. It's crazy. That's shocking. You, I would have thought in you know, Spotify before the deal would have been all over specifically these things because Hugo, by the way, he somehow managed to garner up a, 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 a white supremacy follower base because a lot of the things he says can be perceived as yeah. uh, ultra, alt-white, uh, um, alt-right, alt-right, sorry. Yeah. And I don't listen to all his, op- I mean, I listen to his podcast, not all, obviously, yeah. but... Uh, He's fine. No, he's uh, again. Ultimately, it's uh, it's a different point of view, صح. right? Hey, the culture. No, لا. إذا ما حكى مثل ما أنا بدي مش أسمع له. طب أوكي ما تسمع له بس ما ما توقفه يعني. Yeah. We have a lot of other episodes everybody. that are so good, by the way. Scientific science episodes, yeah. health, wellness. 
regardless, Spotify, I think, by the way, Joe Rogan is only one of their acquisitions. So I think they also acquired the Bleacher, which is the sports podcast. Manqul, uh, by the way. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. But so, going back to Anrami, I think you wanted to know. I wanted to ask if Anrami's podcast strategy, because uh, did he did he make any comments? Did um, Eli make any comments to you off the record after the episode or before it on how they plan to grow podcasts in the region, if at all? I think he, he, at the time when we spoke, he, uh, he still felt that it's a, it's a nascent industry. I think, uh, his focus in terms of production was to, uh, co-produce, uh, um, music for local artists, right? Because, I mean, his main business is, uh, music. He was very proud, and he was telling me, you know, they, they started, uh, yeah, producing, uh, songs for different artists and so on. I know it has a big cost, right, associated to it. Uh, I don't think they're big on podcasts. I'm not sure if anything changed. I'm talking to Ali in beginning of the year, so it's been a good uh, yeah. uh, six, seven months now. So I'm yeah. not sure if something's changed. But from at the time, there was no uh, serious strategy, let's say, for podcast. Yeah, and I assume you're very passionate about podcasts. You started your own. Uh, normally, this is how it works. You start to listen to a couple of inspiring podcasts. So, you start your own podcast and. أنا شوي بصراحة يعني مأهور إنه بالريجن تبعتنا podcasts are still very nascent the lifestyle that is not the kind of lifestyle اللي تتوقع فيه العالم بالقطار وcommuting فبس we're probably a few years behind the US and Europe um, I'm hoping to, grow, to find you know to discuss with you as a fellow podcaster I was hoping to also hear from Eli on that episode you should invite him I'd love to يعني, I would love to see what can we do to to then podcasts for me is the more this is I think by the way I'm not in this for to monetize it's doing very well we should be able to why not we're putting in a lot of time and effort in this true and uh, and the thing is okay how how do you monetize is the the question that no mafi model uh hone in the region and شو كيف تعمل cpm يعني cost per download but it doesn't make sense right so you know joe rogan i think makes like 30 million dollars a year from advertising and and i know he's like on a pedestal like he's yeah this is a guy who's been doing it for for over 10 years 10 years oh, and that's okay. Joe Rogan who by the way بلش Joe Rogan already can عامل fear factor already stand up comedian مش واحد مبلش ما عنده follower base right so اضربي باثنين او ثلاثه لاي حد ثاني بده يعمل podcast but regardless i think انه before we talk about monetization is important so don't get me wrong um, but i think it's important to do this regardless of monetization as Joe Rogan also did it by the way i don't think Joe Rogan started this podcast to monetize i think he i watched a small documentary about his story هو بلش البودكاست تبعه حبا بالبودكاست بيحب يقعد يحكي مع عالم باي ذا واي اي فاوند ابيزود 1 على يوتيوب شفتي هاد في ثلج ورا اتس اتس نايس يا اتس نايس 5 اور وذ ذا تايرن اني هي برينجز ا جيست لايك 3 4 تايمز بس اف يو وانت جيت يازان اف يو وانت جيت ذا كواليتي رايت يعني اف يو وانت بي ايبل تو ريسيرش يور جيست اف يو وانت بي ايبل تو دو ا نايس ساوند اند لايت اند جيت ذا اكويبمنت اند اول اوف ذات ات كوست ماني تيكس تايم 
So time is money, which uh, you can make money with, like uh, with a yeah, job, right? The, uh, the opportunity cost of that money, uh, of that time as well. So uh, yeah. So how are you looking? Look, I, I want to. لازم نحكي نحن ونشوف كيف أنا نعمل. هينا عادين أنا أصلاً كان. سندكات ومجموعة Yeah, Ramzi is the founder, and yeah. Hazem is Riyat is his uh, co-founder. Yeah. He's a good friend as well. So, صراحة يعني put everything aside. As somebody who benefited a lot from podcasts, when I did a podcast, and I'm not any, and until the pandemic, I was only watching highlights. Bill pandemic, so I'm a podcast. I used to read a lot of books or listen to audio books. Mm. Podcast is the for me the optimal format to learn, get inspired. And not have to pay attention and focus as you would with a book. Yeah. podcast, you listen passively. You throw it on. If you miss five, ten minutes, it's okay. Yeah. You still learn. And, and it's a kind of thing you can put in the car while you're working out, in yeah. the shower. I just started listening to podcasts while working out, actually. Yeah. yeah uh, that's my music, by the way. That's not, I love music, by the way. But you know, literally, as I'm showering, as I'm working out, as I'm driving, uh, while I'm taking my dog out I for a walk. This is a, this is a new thing. We have a whole alam that have to be productive all the time. Anxiety. <laughs> and no, and no, I'm going to exercise. Let me learn while I'm doing it. <laughs> I fall asleep. I fall asleep to podcasts. It's fucking bad, by the way. And I have to say something very important. I recently had the social dilemma. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. And I think that is podcast... Is podcast uh, social media? It is. It's not social media, but like technically speaking, it's content through your phone. Mm. So it's not as bad as watching cats fall off the stairs mm. or girls twerking or whatever the fuck people are watching yeah. these days. Yeah. Hours. So unboxing, I, believe it or not. Huh? What is it? Unboxing. Unboxing for kids. Like the technical products, right? Like iPhones. No, no, no. For kids, kids. Yani, mm. there's there's shows. Anna, I'm fascinated. My daughter wants to see them, and it's just kids opening toys. Ah, so the unboxing I know is for like gadgets, like iPhones. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> so it's horrible, right? Yeah, it is horrible. Um, you're sitting there spending 10-15 minutes of your time watching some other person open a gift. I mean, obviously, these are all paid, so that's 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 content that is easily monetizable, very. easily attractive to people to watch or it's causing all sort of damage it's horrible so podcast is much better for me podcast is closer to an to an audiobook than it is to content of that course. you yeah but i have a love-hate relationship with podcasts i'm learning a lot from podcasts but i'm it's contributing to the isolation of us as individuals yani, uh, you know when you when you're not connecting with people you don't sit with your friends and you yeah you just do it on, on your own Yeah, in the same way that the social dilemma, it highlights a big problem. That when you have your phone, mm. addiction to information, yeah. even if it's useful information. Addiction to notification. <laughs> addific- yeah, so no, there's notifications, you could say, is the cheaper version of dopamine, um, doses of dopamine that you get. Yeah. Your friend commented on your photo, whatever, validation. Okay. But when one feels like disconnected from the issues that they have in life, from the people, from the family, from the whatever it is. Well, خلاص, I'll open a podcast. It's interesting information. I'm learning. Mm. I'm uh, I'm being entertained. I'm being inspired. And so therefore, it's okay. Is it though? Because yeah. it's a better version from watching a, a video of, again, cats falling off the stairs. I love watching dogs, for example, all the time. I have mm. a dog. 
but at the same time, it's contributing to isolating yourself from real interaction. And so I'm, I, I, I'll still choose podcasts and audiobooks all day over anything else, but I find that it's also partially contributing to the problem. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think it's, uh, addictive. I don't think it's something that you'd rather do versus going out uh, with your friends or, or to a social activity. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. You wouldn't prefer it, but it's, it provides you with the convenience to do it. So, to go out in Dubai today, I have 100,000 people in this country. I don't want to go out and go out and go out and go out. Let me just throw on a podcast and listen to it. So I feel like it provides that convenience. It could be a movie. It could be, by the way, this is not specific to content on your mm. phone. But you know, as long as you have distractions... Actually, the, the podcast, rightly so, the podcast is competing with your Netflix time and, and your uh, Amazon Prime time. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and this. I don't know if it's competing with your social activities. Everything is jumbled up. Whatever you get on your on your Facebook with COVID, news you know, yeah, you're yeah. stuck at home and you're True. unable to uh, so that's fine. do a lot of things. Come in, which is how I got into podcasts. So, Belish, that's my literally two three hours. Anytime I have by myself, I'm listening to podcasts in the background. Um, and then I eventually saw your podcast and I started my own. Um, can be one of the reasons why I like podcasts so much in. The, the ones I listen to, is because there is full freedom of speech. Uh, I don't know. I think you, 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 self-cens- you self-censor slight, slightly in this uh, part of the world. Uh, I'm going to give you an example, actually, a very recent example. So, so uh, I don't know, actually, if I should give you this example. Go ahead, But come anyway, on. We were, we were, uh, if you've listened to my last episode I with uh, Khaled, Uh, he was describing, you know, his, his startup legacy is all about uh, men's fertility, right? You, it's, it's, uh, uh, they send you a cup, you're sitting at your home, you, they send you a cup, you, you do your thing, okay? You send it back, they analyze it, they can freeze your, your sperm and, and all of that stuff. So, it's, uh, so when him and I were talking, we were discussing the first time Huwe, he did this process, Uh, at a sper- at a sperm bank كان عم بخبرني انه بفوت على الاوضه والاوضه كلها magazines you know you know what type of magazines <laughs> so i picked up on that uh, on that uh, description of that room and i put it in the podcast teaser and i was very reluctant uh, to to publish the teaser uh, and i still haven't published it yet actually and i'm like do i put it do i not put it and it's like You start thinking, you know, is it gonna offend anyone? Is it gonna upset anyone? Is it gonna entertain? Like, yeah. because we we're in a region, I feel that, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a bit tricky. But it's unfortunately what makes this content also honest, candid, and unfiltered, and that's a fundamental part of podcasts. At least why I like them so much. يعني مش ضروري المواضيع نفسها تكون حساسة بس الواحد لما يحكي وحاسس حاله مش سائل بالدنيا يعني again Joe Rogan is an obvious example. Joe Rogan. I think we would love to be, uh, I would love to see Joe Rogans out of this region, but yeah. think I'm, about I'm it. I'm hoping to be as close yeah. as it gets. Well, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Politics is a red line. That's one area I don't even plan to go there. I don't care red for lines. it. Yeah. Yeah. Social things, religion, you know, there's a lot of red lines. True. So you have to be, you have True. to uh, teeter around it. Yani. So, uh, yeah. But do you but, think... Uh, but actually, I was speaking to uh, Heba Fisher yesterday from Kerning Cultures, and she said something interesting. She said that uh, podcasts are speaking to the young generation. And she said, oh. you know, a lot of the content that you find on uh, on TV, on local TV, or, 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 or cable networks in our region, uh, 
uh, is tailoring for an older audience. Okay, but for her, the podcast is speaking is speaking the language of uh, of a young audience. And to me, that was interesting. I was like, yeah, you know what? You no, know, you're right. So maybe a younger audience would be more tolerant when it comes to whatever topic is being discussed. I mean, you mentioned Aib, uh, right? I mean, uh, one of the episodes I listened to about Aib, I think uh, I think it was about two gay men or or uh, or uh, men that sound like women or something like that. And I was like, no, wow, this is great. This is yeah. Actually, so Aib is one example, but you start to see a lot of individual people on their own social media. Uh, speaking out about their own uh, sexuality, individuality, their freedom. I've been getting a lot of uh, links from friends of mine, you know, get that guest on, get yeah, this guest yeah, on. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe it's like, uh, you know, when you, uh, you, you make up ideas in your mind, but maybe in reality it's actually not that bad. Yeah. Uh, maybe you think you know, people might be offended, but maybe the reality is that, no, they won't be. Look, in Jordan, there was a guy who got killed at the stairs of Al-Mahkami. He was Al-Mahkami and he was Yeah, I have to translate. Yeah, he was Al-Mahkami. He was Al-Mahkami. That was like three years ago. What did he do? He drew a caricature. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So you had that in France with machine guns when he fought with them. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So aside of that, which I, yeah. you know, that's one way to die. I think that if I'm going to go down, <laughs> I'd rather go down like that. I don't want to go down like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it beats a heart attack, I, I guess. Don't, I don't uh, want to. I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down like that. But uh, there's something liberating about being able to speak about whatever you want without having to worry, at least about legal stuff. And then maybe because you have two issues to to con- be concerned about. You know, you don't want to say anything. Maybe take issue for some reason. That part I think is easily controlled. Just avoid politics and religion. I think you're fine with everything else. The second one is uh, social suicide. يعني أنا بدي أحكي عن حياتي أنا عامل مخبص عامل مية مصيبة بحياتي يمكن ولا مرة حاسس حالي إنه one of the things about this podcast is I'm hoping one day to get a guest that I can that is willing to be as daring as I am. نحكي عن أصصنا ونحكي شو التجربات اللي عملناها بحياتنا اللي خبصنا فيها as a learning for other people as a way for us to also kind of like unload a little bit of that kind of تحسي إنه the only way to kind of redeem yourself as a person from all the mistakes you've done or the you know whatever it is is to talk about it. And pass it on as learnings. Um, يعني, Russell I Brand. I listen to Russell Brand's uh, podcast a lot. Uh, under the skin, under the skin is his own podcast. He has a great book called. Um, it's actually a, a mirroring of the twelve steps, which is what usually a lot of. He was a drug addict, um, a sex addict, um, and and he basically um, came clean. And he made his own version of the twelve steps process. One of those steps is to actually be able to talk about what you've yeah. done openly and, and kind of, and that's part of your healing and then it, it should be beneficial for people after you and that's how the cycle continues. By healing by healing yourself and teaching others you avoid falling back to your old ways and your bad habits basically. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. Even now mental, uh, you know, mental, uh, mental health is becoming um, um something you know big on the on the radar in in our part of the world and you start i think i saw a startup recently that raised money to uh to build a marketplace basically that connects people with uh therapists. with uh, therapists oh, cool in the region in the region uh yeah i think it's out of egypt if i'm not mistaken and uh yeah it's important but, but to people to say it out pub- publicly i think that's a that's a few steps further طيب let's um, <laughs> 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 
If you have any skills, okay, whether it's uh, design, it's uh, uh, translation, it's uh, technology, accounting, uh, work, hobbies, you said, hobbies, Kamena, yeah. if you're a photographer, etc., is to connect you with projects. Yeah. So, one of the things that I as an entrepreneur myself, when you said, why did you start to do it? I was talking to on his podcast. Yeah. And I did a good job, by the way. Who did? Shirak did a good job he's, on that he's podcast. He's awesome. He's such a lovely guy. Um, and it was a great episode, by the way. I only heard it last night. Um, it was so interesting. Let me take a step back. When you start a company, what you learn is it's all about product market fit, validating demand. Yeah. You started the company to help supply. You, you were... You, يعني, You assume there is demand, and, and obviously there may or may not have been demand and challenges there. But you know, the inspiration that you can, you know, I want to help people get jobs, yeah. and that's not usually how people start a company. Yeah, and usually when people start a company, Uber didn't think, I want to help people get jobs driving people around. They were thinking people might need to be driven around. Yeah, and I can make so much money out of it. And then I can also possibly get people jobs. It yeah. was a secondary thing, right? Yeah, and usually you think about demand first and then supply, but. I thought maybe it's not the most business uh, efficient way to think about a company, but it's also like the right inspiration because you're thinking about the jobs you're going to create and the lifestyle you're going to give. And that was such a noble cause to start a company. Yeah, like in hindsight, uh, if I were to do it again, I wouldn't do it in the same way. That's for sure. Yeah. In, hind- yeah. uh, in hindsight, as an as a, as a, uh, angel investor, we have a, we have a small group of uh, of investors and we do uh, small tickets in uh, tech companies of course we look at you know the market opportunity of course we look at the comparables of course of course we look at the founders and the maturity that you have today around startups or uh, investment is different than it was back then unless you were in you know in the US in a, in a more developed ecosystem So when when I started Nabish, it wasn't no ah hetta nechod you know uh, Elans or Odesk at the time and copy them. It wasn't honestly. It was uh, was not like that. Yeah. Um, I was personally trying to find consulting work, and I wasn't able to find it. So I thought, damn, and no, they may, you know there's a lot of people like me probably and Mabad don't still full time, but you yeah. know they still want to get jobs. Yeah, uh, and this is how the idea started. And then, of course, you start building the story around the gig economy, and you start looking at what's happening in the US. This is this is my journey. Of course, if I were to do it today, it will be it will be different. Yeah, actually, one of the questions that I asked you at Chirag at one point in the episode is, would you start a tech company again? Eh, I told him no. But I said, 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 I said,
ليك اتس اتس فيري تاف عن جد بقول لك انه ات يو نو بيينغ فاوندر اوف اوف ا تك ستارت اب تيكس ا لوت اوت اوف يو اون اون ا بيرسونال ليفل اتس فيري ستريسفول اند اند يو ريلي هاف تو ساكريفايس ا لوت اون 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 ا بيرسونال ليفل سو اي دونت ثينك ام ريدي يو نو تو تو دو ذات اجين ات ذس بوينت And, uh, ما بتحسي انه عندك learnings that could give you a head start that is بلا بلا again of course I would do it differently of course uh, of course as a second time uh, founder you have a ton of learning more connections uh, people you've worked with in the past that you loved working with that you can potentially bring on board fairly quickly yeah. and start something understanding tech uh, access to funds access to investors no بس uh, but still it's a lot of it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of hard work and yeah. that's why i think you don't find uh, a lot of uh, successes كمان لانه it comes at uh, you know at a, at a hefty hefty price yeah true um, and and Khaled, by the way since we brought it up uh, Khaled is um, the last episode you did on your podcast one of the companies you invested in as an angel investor yeah. and he talks about anxiety that he's starting to exactly. experience right exactly exactly eh? it's mafik uh, you have people's livelihood you have the shareholders money you have uh, your growth numbers that you need to hit you have to worry about what your competition is yeah. doing you know market changes uh, covid and if you meet شغله بتطلع لك and uh, it's a great ride you know it's i'm not Like I don't regret not one day. I enjoyed every single day with the highs and with the lows. Yeah. And it's it's been a fantastic learning opportunity. It's just that I know what it takes now. Uh, you spoke at uh, in the episode with Chirag about uh, your experience with your technical co-founder yeah. and dealing with tech and having. Yeah. By the way, another common denominator between the two of us yeah. is we both had a Greek CTO and he was ah, amazing. Okay. <laughs> so my Greek CTO was awesome. Yeah. In fact, his, uh, when he left the company that I started in New York, his Greek team stuck around with me and one of the members became the CTO. So all in all, I think Eastern Europe yeah. is amazing when it comes to tech. Is Greece Eastern Europe considered? I guess one foot is in Eastern, uh, the other one is in West. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, for example, if I were to, to start another tech business, I would definitely want to work with him. Yeah, uh, for sure. Sotiri. Sotiri, Sotiri, yeah, right. Sotiri yeah. is the DJ. Sotiri is... Yeah, yeah. Satoshi Hideki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a Bitcoin guy. Uh, I am. Satoshi is a Bitcoin guy. Satori is a DJ and Sotiri is your CTO. <laughs> um, but yeah, they all sound the same. And But but the, the reason I thought about Eastern Europe is because in one of... Actually, the first client we ever had as Kyo Collective was uh, Abu Dhabi's... Um, education tech company it's called Elif and we hired 12 software developers for them um, who are all from Poland mm. and so Poland Romania Greece having one foot in Eastern Europe and the other in West obviously more West probably than East I think so yeah I would say so yeah it is you're right um, I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely work with them yani, again this is this is uh, you know this is something that uh, this is an advantage for second time founders is that you you've worked with people that you can just bring on board yeah. uh, if you have the right opportunity. And you can do it much faster. You learn from your mistakes. Yeah. By the way, I'm not planning to start another tech company. Yeah. But, I, but I, I wonder, when I talk to people who are trying to start their own tech company for the first time now, I wish I could just like, you know, tell them, yeah. you don't want to be harsh as well. Like you want to be very um, considerate when you give the feedback so that they take it. But it's, it's a learning that is very valuable. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, my first company, 
they, when they invested in Callout, which was my first company, it was like sending me to uh, the best MBA in the world. Today, this is such an invaluable experience that uh, has been in large funded. I had to pay a lot of money myself, obviously, and put in all the time. Um, but what you learn, you don't learn in university. You don't learn in any company. When you start your own company, it's an experience of its own. Not to build on it somehow. Mm. So in your case, you're, you're being an investor now. You're an angel investor, yeah. right? Tell me more about that. So, so you I'm, said you invested I'm, in five companies. So I'm, I'm, I'm risking, I'm risking uh, some money, but I'm not risking uh, my life. That's fine. That's a good balance. Uh, yeah. Tell us about the companies you invested in and let's try to promote some of them while we're on the show. Yeah. So we, uh, we, we, we're looking at, uh, we've invested in six companies. Uh, three of them are US based um, Legacy is uh, is one of them There's another one called uh, Robbie Which is uh, into facial recognition There's another one called Black Box Which is into uh, audio and uh, text summarization Among other things They're all early stage So this is Kamena One of uh, And it's it's a good and bad because Because we are uh, we have a small, very small ticket size, then we, we can't really be playing in the series A or series B or, or, or all of that. So we, we take on a lot of, uh, a lot of risk, yeah. uh, obviously at the beginning. How do you um, usually do convertible note type investments? Yeah, yeah, like safe? Safe. Yeah. Yeah. Fee two types. One is safe or convertible yeah, note. Yeah. So most, actually all of them have not, uh, raised the series A yet. So we're, we're hoping, we're waiting and, uh, let's see. So the one that fascinated me the most is Khaled's company. Uh, by the way, if anybody listening, uh, givelegacy.com is their website. Givelegacy.com. Yeah. Well, he wants to, he wants to, uh, he's based in the US and he wants to come to the UAE. So if anybody has was does with the Ministry of Health, or DHA, or any of these. Uh, I, can, I can probably hook you up. We should talk after. Uh, yeah, introductions. No, for real. Yeah, let's talk afterwards. Um, real quick, Khaled is a Palestinian, Lebanese, Canadian, yeah. identifies as all three. Yeah. Amazing guy, super charismatic, super funny. Yeah. Started a company that facilitates um, uh, freezing your sperm as a And man. analyzing, and also. A, yeah, so it's both uh, testing yeah. and... Uh, and freezing your sperm. So, biatik report that you can actually read as a human being that you don't need uh, a third party to decipher. Yes. For you, and they tell you basically how healthy your sperm is, and right. uh, and the count, and all of these things. Yeah. And if you should, uh, if you're getting older, then you should freeze it uh, because the you know the, the the quality of the sperm declines with age. Yeah. Uh, massively, and it causes uh, issues with. Yeah. Uh, you started. You, you spoke about a few things on your LinkedIn, and mm. it was also on the podcast. What, it's one of the things. And I, I'm a 35, 35 year old yeah. guy who has no idea that my risk is that sp- my per- my sperm is at risk. Nobody thought so. By the way, when Khaled uh, when Khaled uh, uh, pitched the idea, you know, uh, I have you know quite a few guys on the on the angel group, and they were all like, "Really? No." And I think you you. It's not talked about in public, and no male fertility is an issue. So unless you faced it personally, or you have a close friend that has faced it, you it's not talked about. You or know, you spilled tea over your your lap while you were in the car. Or you spilled tea on your lap. <laughs> Anjad, Anjad, I have to, I have to say, I have to, I have to uh, promote my podcast. But Anjad, if if you haven't heard uh, the episode of it's awesome uh, with Legacy on conversations with Lulu, really, I think you should. It was pretty. It's cool. very good. 
Um, so yeah, so nobody knew that it's actually an issue. And then when he started telling us about it, you know, uh, you know, if you, especially if you live in the heat, or if you, let's say you're a cyclist and you're wearing these very tight pants all the time and you're sitting on your bicycle for like 50K, uh, and all of these factors um, impact your ability to have children. And uh, the older you get, the, you know, uh, the, the more issues you, you likely might have. It was very enlightening. I yeah. never realized... Uh, Would you do it? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have no issues. I actually had a hair transplant operation. So I promise you, once, you, <laughs> once you've gotten over the social stigma of putting hair from this part of your body into this part of your body uh, to cover some of the bald, you'll do anything else uh, more or less. Uh, yeah, I think, I, think I, w- I would also assume that like any man in their, uh, I don't know, mid-30s that, you know, is not married or doesn't have kids and plans to, would probably yeah. go for that option. Actually, this brings me to, to a question I wanted to ask you, which is, so... So hopefully this will be our first uh, unicorn. It, <laughs> it could be. Why not? Yeah. Um, I think it comes down to really spreading the awareness about that topic. Leno. It's, yeah. It is an important... Any, Better safe than sorry. Like, yeah. there's no reason why a woman should freeze her egg and a man shouldn't. It's very expensive, by the way, for women. It's a, it's a, it's a difficult uh, process. So it's cheaper for men? Way cheaper, yeah. So yani. somehow we, even, we got away with that one as well, somehow, yeah, yeah, as men. Yeah, yeah, it's much cheaper. <laughs> but then for men, it's, uh, for women, they have to, uh, they have to do a whole thing to extract the eggs yeah. at the right time. Or and you have to give money, many eggs in case some die. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a mm. whole, it's a whole new, uh, But it, it makes sense because, you know, when it comes to the decision of having a child, you have two? Two. Two kids. MashaAllah, Trabu um, <laughs> Thank you. I am 35. Yeah. And I'm not finding, so a lot of my guy friends got married or at one point in their life they said, I want to have kids, mm. I want to have family. It seemed like, it, mm. paternal instinct, uh, similar to a maternal instinct, you know, it's time to have a child. Yeah. It's fine. So, so, I would like to consider you a friend. Um, uh, is it the kind of thing that you wait for it to, you, you know when you know? Yeah. Or is it the kind of thing that you you don't want to miss out on because you know it's an amazing experience? يعني كثير في عالم ما في حدا بيقول ما بحكي لك إنه أحلى تجربة بحياتهم كانت لما جابوا their own child. فبحس إنه كثير في عالم they have their kid out of the need to not miss out on it. Yeah. A lot of people feel like, okay, no, I wanted to have a child. So in your case, uh, and both answers are okay, I think. Um, do you think I should, you know, do you, do you, go ahead, tell me about so, your so story. So in, in my case, I waited a long time until I had a child. For the longest time, I, I wasn't interested in having children. So actually, in I'm like 35, yeah. and I got pregnant with my first child at 35. Okay. Uh, it's a good so, age. It's a good age, yeah. I yeah. mean, of, of co- I mean, I mean, for a, for a woman, right, uh, you know, the older you get, the, the more risk and, uh, and yeah. the harder it becomes. But, uh, and I always say, really, because I have a lot of single friends and, uh, and I, I wouldn't say, you know, you have to do it, you know, your life is better. I would say, you know, your life will be different. You know, in, in the same, you know, the same, you, there's pros and cons for everything, right? When you have children, you, you, you will get fulfillment on, on, on certain areas. But your life is screwed on a lot of other areas, okay. right? And you know, financially, there's a lot of strain. Yeah. Uh, time-wise, uh, you have to give them the time and the care. And it's it's uh, uh, you know they're having tantrums. my my daughter and my son are at an age where they're fighting all the time. It's it's you know it's not fun. 
What do you do in the supermarket when one of them goes crazy? Uh, come in, uh, you know that too. <laughs> you just feel embarrassed. See, uh, and 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 you know, if you choose not to, then you also will have come uh, in pros and cons. You will miss out on this uh, part, uh, uh, on this experience. But you also have uh, you know other experiences. You have your freedom. You can you know. Uh, financially, maybe you're uh, well off, you're uh, traveling, you're doing your hobbies, you're yeah. looking after yourself. I mean, there's different uh, routes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the person that would tell you, uh, they would say, I wish I did it earlier. It's so great because I, I wouldn't mm. say that. But is the upside what people make it out to be? I have a dog. We, By the way, another common denominator. We both have yeah. dogs. Labs. Labradors. Yeah. They're the best. Uh My dog is right now with my nephew playing outside. Uh, he's probably thirsty. <laughs> um, I feel sufficiently fulfilled with my dog. And I, I know some people give a lot of weight for their own dogs. But uh, when it comes to kids, you have a dog and you have a kid. And mm. I don't want to compare them. <laughs> <laughs> the dog was the first step. But like in some way, they must be similar. In uh, some way, like because like when you have a dog, you are anyway the parent, not biological, no. but like you know what I mean. Uh, It's a responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the similarity. I know you're responsible for your pet and you're responsible for your kids. Yeah, I guess uh, when you don't have a kid like me, you feel like your pet is your child. And I think yeah. a lot of people uh, don't, you know, don't uh, uh, treat pets as a, as a life companion. You know, a lot of people they get pets and then they get rid of the pets and so on, which is uh, you know. Really? Yeah, of course. But it's not. Uh, uh, but, but that's why I'm saying it's a responsibility. And my yeah. dog is 11 years old. Wow, that's yeah. very tough to be yeah, at that so point. By the way, Leonkut Ambachima, Georgia, my fiance, um, she's in Greece right now. Our dog was in a pool, splashing around. He's a year and a half. He's just like a handsome mm. puppy, right? And. I was telling her, like, I guess your dog's probably getting white hair now. Yeah, he's, I mean, he gets lots of, he has lots of issues, like any old person. Uh, Arthritis, uh, yeah, a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, skin conditions. How old was he when you got him? Which one? Your dog. The what? The, the 11-year-old. The, the skin, the arthritis. Or the so you have two dogs? No, I have one dog. Oh, okay. So I'm saying that dog you have, how old was he when you got him? Oh, when I got him, sorry, uh, four months. Four so four you had him months. since he yeah, was a baby. Yeah, since he was a baby. Shit, I don't like. It must be really tough to see him at that age. Uh, yeah, okay. he's uh, he's grown. He's grown with us. Wow. Yeah. So is it so when having a kid? Um, It's is, different. You no, know, no, I know. Yeah, sorry, I don't. I, not to be. Let's not compare. I'm just telling you. The truth is, people who like me who don't have kids. The closest thing that comes to a kid is their pet. Yeah. And the relationship is the same. You feed them, you love them, you take care of them, you play with them. So, you know, uh, by the way, a lot of people are obsessed about their pets. Yeah. <laughs> Some people probably love their pets more than they love their kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's talk about, so the relationship you, or the experience of having a child, is it as rewarding? So, I'm sure a lot of people were telling you this is very, very fulfilling, very rewarding. Yeah. Did it, did your expectation, was your expectation met? exceeded or was it below your expectation having a child like uh, did it turn out to be that amazing of an experience exceeded my expectations really? by by miles no again it's the type of person i am i was never interested in children uh i'm not the type that sees a, a kid and ah, no i i, I yeah. it doesn't excite me uh so uh 
so I didn't expect that um, having children would would have such a massive impact on me. Wow. I, I adore them. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and and honestly, I think I see where the selfishness comes because I feel that they they fulfill me. Um, they're giving me maybe more than what I'm giving them. Yeah. I... Finally, I want to ask you about Lebanon. One thing I noticed about your episodes is um, that uh, you always, I know you're Lebanese, I know you grew up in Brumana, um, and uh, obviously, by the way, I also grew up in Lebanon. Really? Yeah, so oh. I, I, I studied in AUB. Okay. Uh, sorry, I didn't grow up in Lebanon. I lived in Lebanon for three years. Oh, you studied in AUB. Yeah, okay. three years. So I'm, uh, part of me is quite attached to Lebanon. Mm. I had some of my best years there. Um Everybody loves it, right? Yani it's, What's not to love? Anjad, yani you, you ask uh, Arab expats, you ask uh, uh, Western uh, people, they, when they go and they visit, they love it. Mahada bitla with a bad experience, yes, usually. Yes, true. Well, I also left at a time um, which was uh, quite uh, difficult. And it was a war with Hezbollah and, and Israel. In 2006, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, كنا ناخذ سفريات من اذا ما حدا عم بياخذ طياره من بيروت لعمان كنا نركب سياره وندفع yeah, yeah. 30 دولار ا سيت تاخذ تاخذ السيت yeah, الوراني yeah. كلياته ب 90 دولار ذا سيت واز لايك 500 دولار ات ذا تايم بيكوز اوف ذا وور وي هاد تو اسكيب وي هاد تو ليف ذا واز ذا جراديويشن يير 2007 هاو ماني بيبل هاف دون ذس يعني How many people have escaped one way or the other through boats, through roads, through... Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that we live in a country where you, know, you constantly have to ask your family and your friends, are you okay? Yeah. It's a year, as long as I can remember. But what concerns me is that I felt that this is the case of Somehow we managed to live service whatever it was yeah. life was okay it was part of the life in Lebanon yeah. and it was okay and yeah. I had a blast and I would يعني, which was bad mm. that pays well يعني, if it's up to me mm. inflation the poor Well, I noticed that you, you always sort of give a shout out back to Lebanon. I noticed how attached you are to Lebanon. Ma'hurin um, yeah. is the word. We're, 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 we're upset, we're sad, we're disgusted. Uh, we, يعني, this is such. كل بناني بيسافر مثلا بروح على اوروبا or south of France and, and, and the Mediterranean, let's say countries, بتروح تقول انه this is Lebanon. Yeah. Uh, you know, from a landscape standpoint, I remember Corniche in the south of France, but it's like you're on the Like you're on the Corniche in Beirut. And it's just, it's just um, heartbreaking, Anjad. It is. a political discussion, but do you think there is an end in sight or is this a kind of thing where كل واحد يشوف مصلحته و at one point بلشت تحكي حسيتك ب one of your podcasts انه ايش بدنا نعمل عشان نرجع in to revive the country do you think there is a solution لانه الليره الانفليشن is actually one of the things I want to ask you is about bitcoin do you believe that bitcoin is a solution to the inflation currency in in Lebanon now currently لا, I don't think so ما, I don't think we're there yet 
طيب و do you think there's anything that can be done by Lebanese individuals today like yourself أو مثلنا إحنا expats ليك في عم بيصير في initiatives يعني I got a couple of calls from uh, entrepreneurs that are living abroad uh, مثلا there's a guy called Tufik Saliba we spoke uh, he's a he's an entrepreneur and uh, and he's based in Canada and the, the, people want to do things but the, the the problem at least my opinion is as a diaspora غير انه تبعت مساعدات which is what we've been doing through the red cross or through the the, the ngos um, i think the real impact has to be on the ground in yeah. lebanon ما بعرف اذا نحن from from dubai or from uh, you know canada or whatever we're going to be able to make a bigger difference yeah لانه it's uh, i think we need more people on the ground we need more people to be disgusted i know لانه i follow a lot of people that are uh, uh, pro revolution and uh, and so on وبيقولوا انه عم ننزل نتظاهر وعم بتقوس علينا وعم نضرب all of that And uh, what do you expect, right? So, and then they tell you, no, okay, if you're sitting behind the screen and you're which is true. And this is part of the guilt that we feel sometimes as a diaspora, right? No, I'm sitting in Dubai in, the, in my nice house and yeah. uh, everything is nice and dandy and I'm feeling outraged. So I feel guilty also. No. I can imagine. Every time something happens, you think it's going to be as they say. And then it goes back to which is a shame. And I think this is what the politicians are banking on. The politicians are banking on time passing, and It's so, a tough yeah. situation. Oh, it's a shame because obviously Lebanese people are some of the smartest uh, hustlers, yeah. hard workers. This is what I'm saying, actually. Actually, at the same time, it's hopeful that the best of the situations, if the Lebanese don't know what they're going to do, then who? Somehow, Lebanon has been through so much, even before the crisis you guys are in right now, um, and you always find a way to get out of it. Uh, even if it has to be at an individual level دبروا حالكم يعني so i think uh, i think maybe it's the new generation yazan i think maybe it's uh, it's uh, it's the the 18 year olds uh, today that are severely impacted with with what's happening yeah. that uh, that might say you know what like, we want to do something and you can see it already in the streets yani the people yeah. that are there cleaning up uh, with their brooms you know yeah. after the explosion they're all young people and uh, university uh, uh, you know people yeah. and, and so on so maybe maybe it's maybe hinne there will be the change yeah hopefully well i think definitely one thing